You know, we have been in this series um, called Anchored, and God has been speaking to us throughout this uh, month. And I believe that there are so much that we can still learn, and we are going to continue this series on being anchored. And God has given us the verse, Hebrews 6.19. It's going to come on the screen. And if uh, you can all read together. Shall we read it together? Yeah? One, two, three, go. This hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. It leads us through the curtain into God's inner sanctuary. We are called to be anchored this year. And all of us have a deep sense of desire to be anchored in Christ Jesus. But many of us are feeling stuck and tired in our old ways and in our old paths. Can you relate to that? Pastor, every year I make a decision to move on. Every year I make a decision that I need to uh, do something about the way my life is. But I just feel stuck. Have you ever felt stuck? Yeah? Or is it just me? I see some head nods. I see a lot of head nods. Okay. And we feel, sometimes we feel stuck in our life. How many of you are feeling tired of being stuck? There are times that you are just stuck and you feel like you can motivate yourself and you can kind of go back to, you know, getting better. But sometimes we just give up because we are just too tired of being stuck. I can see that nobody wants to accept this fact of what you're going through and you're all looking at me as if, oh, pastor, I, I'll pray for you. No. <laughs> Poor thing. A pastor needs prayer. So I'm going to do something fun this morning. Are you ready? Now, everybody pull out your phones. Everybody pull out your phones. I know you all have phones. Don't look at me. Pastor, everybody pull out your phones. I know you're all good people. During sermon, you would have put it in flight mode. So please take it off flight mode and put on the data. Right? Turn it on. And you can go into this website called menti.com. Can we have that? Yeah. M-E-N-T-I dot com. What is this pastor? Usually pastors say, put your phone away. I'm telling you to, I'm giving you this Sunday permission to use your phone during sermon, guys. This is the greatest opportunity. All right. Can we have the instruction screen? Okay, menti.com, M-E-N-T-I dot com. All right. So, oh, by the way, you have to go to Google Chrome to do this, just in case. Okay. You got it? All the young people like, old people. We are a tech-savvy church. Okay. Now, you will see, is it asking for a passcode? Is it asking enter the code? Can you all enter that number? 312-705-35. If you have done it, say amen. Ooh, half the church is tech savvy. Right? Okay, let's go to the next screen. Oh, you're starting to like. Come on, start liking everybody who has entered. I'm seeing only 17, 23 likes, 24. Okay, start liking that heart so that I know how many are there and ready. 40, 44, don't share this link, 
people who are online i'm sure this is coming on your screen as well is it coming online as well people who are online please go for it go and do it that is great okay over 50 people now ready okay let's go to the next one how many started this year by saying i am going to make some changes this year look at your phone and press yes if you did wow there's only two people in this church who said no i am not going to change <laughs> oh three people okay my office is just down that road i mean not down that road down this way come and meet me those three people <laughs> all right 42 43 and increasing so almost everybody in this church except for three people who needs prayer have decided that in the beginning of this year i'm going to make some changes this year all right let's go to the next one and your changes okay this is a multiple choice i want to change and i've given as a couple of choices that people normally pick so let's go let's go let's go come on you can this is multiple choice the students are like it will be so nice if we do exam like this it will not happen guys you can click as many as you want it's multiple choices look at that look at the dots that's flying there look at it look at it wow wow <laughs> This is great fun. Don't be chumma clicking on everything. Hey, na bubbles coming bubbles. Okay, if you really thought that I want to make changes in these areas, click on that, okay? There is less bubbles. I'll add some more bubbles. Don't do that. Wow, look at that. Many people wanted to read okay let's keep throwing many people wanted to read the bible better that's that's a change that many wanted to make many want to pray better many people don't wake up early in this church it says i want to wake up early the 14 people who wants to join the gym <laughs> our church is maximum students only 17 student want to study well <laughs> eight people have decided i'm going to college this year <laughs> the youth in the church see before studying well maybe i need to do something is to go to college first i am deciding this year at least in the final year lord take me to college hadapavila control and quit social media be a better wife be a better husband we have 11 husbands in this church and all 11 has said <laughs> <laughs> and better parents so i can see that reading bible praying and waking up early is the three things that most of you in this church want to do better or want to change Yeah here's a question 
Four weeks have gone past in 2023. How is it going? How's it going? Is it going well? It's going well? Okay, you want me to get the next slide up? It's over, finished. That's all. You know, the statistics says most people who decide to make a change and decide on a, on a, on a New Year resolution or a decision, about 92% people quit on the second Friday of that month. Do you know that? They quit or they kind of start lazing around on the second Friday of that month. Basically 14 days max. Then you start dancing a little bit on the decision that you have made. Many of us want to be anchored in Christ and we have made some major decisions and changes that you want to do but you are unable to stay in that process of change. You have a desire to change, but you are not able to. We are not going to go back into that menti.com. Stop checking your emails and put your phones back in. Thank you very much. Um, I want to change my email. <laughs> so you need to understand that the vast majority of people make decisions but most of the people are unable to keep it up will still weigh more than you like to weigh you we end up spending more money than we earn we still want to read the bible daily but we are not able to this morning i want to speak to you on this title change to be anchored everybody say change to be anchored we have all received a promise to be anchored but how do we get there how do we get there it's a great promise it stays on the wall all through the year but how do you get there and one of the most important things that we got to start doing is that find things that we pray and say lord change this in me change this about me if you feel frustrated if you're feeling exhausted if you're feeling embarrassed if you're feeling anxious if you're feeling alone if you're feeling uh, you know ashamed about some of the things let me tell you something you're not alone you're not alone in this you're not alone in this feeling look at the person who's sitting next to you look at them and tell them i am with you i am with you Majority of us go through all these feelings. And let me tell you a surprising thing. Apostle Paul, who wrote almost half of New Testament, feels the same way. What? Really? Yes. Go with me to Romans chapter 7. I'm going to read verses 15, 19 and 24. And this is what Apostle Paul is writing about himself and he, how he feels about himself. This is what he says. I don't really, can we have the verse? I don't really understand myself for I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. How many of you feel that? I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. This is Apostle Paul, by the way. Verse 19, he says, I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it. 
Oh, not many of you want to raise hands for that, huh? Little bit I'll raise, Pastor. Husband is sitting next to me. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. At verse 24, it says, Oh, what a miserable person I am. Is it there in your Bible or just my Bible? It's there. This is basically Paul expressing how he feels emotionally and how he feels uh, in terms of his spirituality. He's, this is a guy who has planted so many churches. This is the person who wrote half of New Testament. But he is saying, I don't really understand myself sometimes. I want to do what is right, but I'm not able to do it. I don't want to do certain things, but I end up doing that. What a miserable person I am. We all have the right intentions to change. But we just have the wrong strategy because many of us we think that real change is all about changing how we behave we think that if we change how we behave then real change happens real change is not about just behavioral modification real change is about a spiritual transformation of who you are and that is more important than what you do Real change happens on your identity of who you are. And I am not just preaching this morning change to be anchored on just some behavioral modification strategy. I am talking about a spiritual transformation. Hebrews 6.19 should and will become a reality in all of our lives. We are all hungry and thirsty for it. And we can already see a surge in the church of people wanting to make that change. We see, I want to wake up early. I want to read the Bible better. I want to pray better. I want to go to the gym. I want to be healthy. I want to, I want to. We are seeing all those want-tos. But the question that I have for you this morning is, who do you want to become than what you want to do. Because spiritual transformation is from the inside. Romans 7 verse 24 and 25, the same chapter where Paul is saying, what a miserable person I am. And in, if you go down a few verses in verse 24 and 25, this word is saying, who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin? And death. Thank God. The answer is in Jesus Christ, our Lord. Thank God. The answer is in Jesus Christ, our Lord. If you're taking notes, write this down. Being anchored in Christ is not just a behavior modification, but a spiritual transformation. Being anchored in Christ is not just a behavior modification, but a spiritual transformation. 100% transformation into the image of Christ. Into image of Christ. That's the path we have to take. That's the journey that we need to go in. It is really important we start thinking this way. Now you might sit there and wonder, okay, all those decisions that I made, was it wrong? It's not wrong. There are certain behaviors that you want to develop. But if I ask you, why 
you want to read your bible more why you want to pray more that's what everybody says pastor everybody says read your bible read your bible everybody says pray more pray more the more you pray the pray you more pray more everybody is saying more of this more of this more of this maybe i will figure out as i do it but that's not the mindset we need to have you and i we need to, god has given us a clear destiny there is no confusion here we don't need to be confused there is no there is no figuring out here the path is in front of us jesus said i am the way the truth and the life lot of people are walking to figuring it out we are walking because jesus figured it out for us that's the difference that's why i'm not just promoting a behavioral modification here even though we all need behavioral modification but we need to raise above that because you need to understand that you and i what we are going through is a transformation what is transformation when you look at something that is being transformed you won't even remember how it used to look before that's total transformation that's total transformation when you see something being absolutely transformed into so beautiful and majestic you actually forget how it used to look like is that our life because that's what jesus is promising for us because when you just go down the go down the path of modifying things in life you will remember who you were before and because you don't want to remember because you don't want to feel the way you used to feel before you're trying to modify your life and that is not how it works jesus did not die on the cross for us to be modified his blood transforms you it transforms your life your spiritual dna is not modified your spiritual dna is absolutely transformed you are not modified by the blood of jesus you are completely washed clean by the blood of jesus 100% transformation this means that we need to have certain mindset change that's why paul writes you know you you have to be in the renewal of your mind only when your mind is renewed by the word you'll be you'll be able to understand the perspective of who god is can i give you three mindset change aspects that will help us are you ready for this many of us when it comes to spiritual transformation the first mindset a certain group of people have is this god dash me can we have that slide god a blank me let me fill that for you many people have this mindset god then me god then me what do i mean by that Christ has done everything for me. He went to the cross, 
he died on the cross he rose again on the third day and now that he has done it all for us he's given the salvation to me and now he's saying good luck it's your turn now we feel that after god has done all the work that he has to do now it's our turn to work towards god the problem with this mindset is that you have a work towards god theology the bible says you are not saved by your works you're saved by faith in christ jesus so you cannot approach god religiously you have to approach god relationally if anybody can raise your hand here this morning and say that every relationships or at least one relationship in my life has been perfect without any ups and downs can one hand be raised in this church this morning no one if you are raising your hand you have not been in that relationship and god knows that relationship does have have its ups and down so does a relationship with god the father because he is a perfect god but we are an imperfect creation and we are made and getting made into his perfect image so when you have this mindset that okay god has done it for me so i have to do it for him god has done it for me then it's my turn now i have to do this i have to pray i have to give to god i have to come to church how long can you keep that up that's not transformation because when you realize who your god is you will never say i have to you say i get to i get to pray what a privilege because i have a relationship with christ jesus I get to read the Bible because he has given me the life transforming word. I get to do this. What a privilege. I don't have to give to God. I get to bring to God what belongs to him. What an opportunity. Lord, don't take that away from me. I get to do this. I get to come to church to be part of a fellowship. It's a privilege. This is the first mindset. the second mindset is the exact opposite the first mindset is what god then me the second mindset is god not me is the exact opposite the other extreme what do i mean by that god will do everything i will do nothing god only created me no it is his job to do everything for me god will do i will not do you will go you'll get a job you have been late you have not fulfilled your competence and then they fire you then you pray lord you are the one who gave this job you give me another one now it's your turn to do a miracle god is like why why should i one extreme is god have done it all so i have to do it all 
That's one extreme. Another extreme is God will do it all and I will not move a finger. And it is a wrong interpretation of I am a child of God. It's like your children coming to say, Pethu bottle, walakka vandi thane. It's like children saying to their father, hey, you gave birth to me, of course you have to look after me. No choice. Oh, they do have a choice. Trust me. But they make the good choice every day because they are parents who fear the word of the Lord. Because if they don't, read the newspaper of what happens. They are parents who fear the Lord. And all parents who fear the Lord are not perfect parents. They are not perfect parents. But they do fear the Lord and they do their best. They do their best. Can you take a minute and thank God for your family? I don't know. I just feel like that in my spirit. Just thank God for your dad and mom. Say thank you father for my dad. Thank you father for my mom. Even though they have not been the best, it's okay. Just say thank you in your spirit. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. For the good things and the good lessons. Everything. Say thank you, Lord. For the times they accepted you, for the times that they reject you. Just say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. So that's the two mentality, right? Two extremes. But here is the real mentality that we need to have the mentality that is not one extreme that says God has done it all so I have to do everything and there's another mindset that says God will do it all I will not do anything but there is a fine line between these two which is where you need to come to if you want to see changes happen in your life Go with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 9 and verse 10. It's on the screen. Let's read it. For I am the least of the apostles. Again Paul writing this. For I am the least of the apostles. And do not even deserve to be called an apostle. Because I persecuted the church of God. But, the, but by the grace of God. I am what I am and his grace to me was not without effect. No, I worked harder than all of them. Yet not I, but the grace of God that was with me. When he says I worked harder than all of them, when Paul writes that small line, right? I worked harder than all of them. He's talking about Preaching the word of God tirelessly. Being beaten for preaching the word of God tirelessly. Being persecuted for preaching the word of God tirelessly. For being put in the prison for Jesus Christ. For having a lot of sleepless nights for Jesus Christ. And that's what he is summing up to. I have worked hard tirelessly. And yet he says, not me, but by the grace of God, that was with me. 
today so many people are after the title after the title call me apostle hey you didn't become a pastor even direct apostle call me this call me that they are after titles we are after positions but here is paul who was actually anointed and appointed as apostle and he says that's the least i want to be called as because i don't deserve to be called as one and he says i am who i am i am who i am what does he mean by that i know who i am in me the paul in me is not as great and and strong as it seems to be on the outside when you read all those epistles when you read all those new testament letters but i am who i am but still the grace of god that is within me is greater than what i am on the inside so what is paul trying to say i am who i am but i am being transformed by the grace by the grace by the grace so what is the real transformation like what is the real mindset that you and i need to have when it comes to being changed and into being anchored of who god wants to be what is the real mindset that we need to have it is not god then me it is not god not me the real mindset is god through me god through me when you get this corrected this is the fundamental shift that we need to have if you want to make any change in your life if you want to go through the path of spiritual transformation if you want to go through the path of of embracing the power of god who is able to transform our life if you want to go down that path truly you need to understand that god is working through you not in you not for you but through you what do i mean by that what do i mean by that you cannot say i will come to church after i get better ooh you cannot say i will serve god after i become holy then you will only start serving god after you are dead because the perfection of our salvation happens when we meet him face to face so what god is saying is don't worry about in you the transformation that needs to happen in you don't worry about the transformation that needs to happen for you just accept the transformation that needs to happen through you as you serve others the lord will do a transformation in your life in a dream team night pastor nick was sharing the fastest you can become like jesus is by serving god's people you want discipleship to become real in your life get in and start serving I am imperfect God is saying good because it is in your weakness his strength is glorified because if you are perfect you don't need God if you can work it all out then you cannot understand and experience the power of who Jesus is can i give you a truth can i give you a truth and if you want to write it down you can write this down the grace that saves you is also the same grace that changes you the grace 
that saves you is also the same grace that changes you. Many of us accept the grace of Jesus. By grace I am saved. But now I have to work. No. By grace I am saved. I don't know what to do next. God will do everything. No. By grace I am saved. And through grace I will be transformed. While here on earth as it is in heaven. That is why Jesus asks us to pray. Here on earth as it is in heaven. Can you experience heaven on earth every day in your life? That's my prayer for this church. That every day as a church, may this church be heaven on earth. May this church be a gateway where people experience God's presence here on earth as it is in heaven. It's not going to happen through the songs. It's not going to happen through the pastors. It's going to happen through you and I. Every single person coming together and saying the same grace that saved me is the same grace that is carrying me. God through you. God through you. Can we all stand together? That's the mindset change. That's the mindset change. It's not just a behavior modification church. This is a spiritual transformation we are talking about. Can I tell you a secret? When you understand this properly, that the grace that saved you is the grace that is also changing you, you will know that you are not a project but a process. Just put your right hand on your heart and say, I'm not a project. I'm a process. You know why people quit within two weeks of the decisions that they have made? You know why people give up within the first month of the year? Because they treat them as a project. You treating yourself as a project. You're not a project of God. You are a child of God. And God knows that the work that he is doing in you, you cannot do it alone. You need something more. And hence he has given you a grace. He has given you a grace that does the process. He has given you a grace that will do what you cannot do for yourself. Stop treating yourself as a project. You are a process. It cannot, in, it cannot happen in a few months. It just cannot happen overnight. Just say, Lord, I'm going to just be faithful as long as it takes. Come on, give yourself some time for God to work in your life. There are things that God will just immediately do it in your life right there and then. There are some things that God will take you through a process. Some healings are instant. Some healings are instantaneous. <laughs> you get it? Some healing is just breakthrough. It just happened right there. And some healing is continuous. Some breakthrough is then and there and now. And some breakthrough is day one, day two, day three. You're a process. 
you might ask pastor if real change is god through me what does that look like what does that look like where do i start how do i start this wow this is great it's amazing what do i do next join us next sunday